everyone. Welcome to The Scoop. My name is Dinah Jansen, and I am in the virtual studio today with Queen's Rector, Sam Heemstra. How are you, Sam? Good. How are you doing? Thanks so much for having me on. We're so happy to have you back. Folks, we had Sam uh, visiting us in the virtual studio during our Frosh FM series early in September. And uh, well, it's almost the end of autumn and almost the end of the fall term. But some really fun stuff is now in store at Queen's University, especially for students. The Agnes Benedictson Tricolor Awards nomination process is now underway, and Sam is here to talk about it because, well, he's the rector and oversees <laughs> exactly this, uh, this particular uh, award and its adjudication. Sam, thank you again for your valuable time. Can you tell us about the Agnes Benedictson Tricolor Awards? What are these awards and what are they for? Absolutely. So it's, you know, I think it speaks to the unique nature that we have here at Queen's with student engagement that, you know, the highest honor that a student can achieve in non-athletic extracurricular work is awarded to them by students. So it, it, it's important to know that, you know, I, as the rector, am chairing the selection committee, but that selection committee is made up of, you know, one member of each faculty of society. So each faculty society elects a student. So that entire body that's, you know, choosing the recipients of this incredible award are really from a, a different piece of campus life across the board. Um, so we're really getting a holistic view of, you know, what incredible work students are doing on campus and, and, and how we can reward them for that. Fantastic. So can you tell us a little bit about the history of the award itself and who may be Agnes Benedictson was? Yeah, so uh, Dr. Agnes Benedictson uh, was the 10th Chancellor at Queen's University and the first female Chancellor. Uh, and the, uh, the award was named after her for, uh, you know, her commitment to the university as a whole. Um, but a lot of people I don't think know this as well is that she was a part of the Richardson family that, you know, gave us the Richardson Stadium um, and has been a part of the Queen's community for, you know, almost a, over a century now with you know, uh, the uh, Etherington Arts Centre as well, being a part of that family legacy. Um, so the history of the award, I mean, we have several great recipients and you can, you can look online at the Rector's website for the full list of them. Um, but you have lots of recipients that are, you know, out in the world now and, and kind of bringing the Queen's legacy with them. And so we see kind of this, um, this collection of, of, of just great minds and, and great people that have done incredible things for our campus and the world. Okay. We know that the award uh, process, the nomination process is now underway. Can you tell us how the nomination and selection process actually works? Yeah. So as you said, nominations are now available uh, and the applications for those can be found at the rector's website. Um, but the process is, is quite simple. Um, you need a primary nominator and a secondary nominator. Uh, and both of those people uh, can be students, faculty, uh, staff, or members of the Queen's greater community. Uh, and basically, all that we ask is that you uh, collect a variety of letters of support for the person that you want to nominate. And so those can be from a variety of different places. They can be student leaders. They can be professors. They can be uh, members of faculty that you may have you know, worked with. Um, but we're asking that you collect six to ten different letters of support and uh, submit those to the office in, in the nomination package. And then kind of after that process, we reach out to um, the nominee uh, and require that they submit a CV and a list of other 
uh, things that they've been involved in at Queens so we can get a really holistic view of their experience here. Uh, and then that process goes into, into the new year where we uh, bring the selection committee together uh, and meet as a whole and interview all of the uh, nominees that were sent in uh, before making uh, final decisions. And, you know, there's no set number. I think this is important to say too, there's no set number of recipients that can be awarded. So it's entirely up to the selection committee you know, how many people that uh, we want to appreciate and celebrate. Great. So how can students then submit nominations and why should they do so? We know that they can get the nomination form. How did they submit? So all they need to do to submit is to email it to rector at queensu.ca. Um, uh, so I'll be collecting them uh, on behalf of the office. In other times, you know, we would have a lot of physical applications being sent in and letters to the AMS and the SGPS offices, but uh, during COVID, we just kind of have to be keeping everything online. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, you know, now more than ever, it's important that we're recognizing the work of our peers and the work of our friends and colleagues, uh, you know, doing that extra bit that they can to, to make it e this time easier for students. Um, I think it's a real testament of character that students are still, you know, working on campus, working in their clubs and initiatives in this new remote environment because they, they truly do care about students and, and, and the work that they're doing. So um, it's important that, you know, you recognize the work that's being done around you and, and can help to bolster some of that uh, through the award. And uh, following up on that again, why, why should students nominate other students? Well, I mean, it's such a great opportunity, as I said, you know, as a student award, um, being able to nominate your peers is such an incredible, you know, opportunity. Um, there's, there's no one really better than students to, who know other students and what they've done on campus. There are, there are several names that you can think about, you know, when you hear and, um, of students that are just kind of in every different area, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, the highest levels of student government that you're nominating. These are people you know, in your circles, in your classes um, that are doing that extra bit um, outside of their, you know, um, academic career to, to really kind of boost the environment and, and just the, the way of living for students in general. So I think it's just, it, it's, it's super important always to be not like recognizing your peers. Um, and this is just one way that we can do that. So where can folks find more information on the awards and even past winners? Yeah, so uh, all the information is at uh, www.queensu.ca slash rector. Um, and there's a tab on Tricolor Awards there and you can download the nomination package. And as you mentioned, there is a list of all the past winners there at the bottom um, and some pretty notable names as well, which are, which are very exciting. I mean, there's a, there's a rabbit hole of, of possibilities that you can go down and there's, there are, there's a list in, in the JDEC where my office is. I mean, not, students can't go in and look at that right now, but um, just the, the sheer amount of names and, and, and lives that have been touched by this award. It's just quite extraordinary. So lots of more information that you can find uh, on the website there. Okay. And now in past years, uh, the winners of the Agnes Benedictson Tricolor Awards have been feted uh, with much ado at an annual gala event. What's that going to look like in the spring? So planning is underway right now um, between my office and the Office of Advancement to kind of look at different ways that we can celebrate that and, you know, also celebrate the recipients of this past year who didn't, you know, get to receive a gala. So we are looking at, you know, hosting uh, a virtual kind of event 
and reception. Um, I'm not sure if the uh, alumni gala is going to be going on as planned, and they're still kind of in their planning process as well. Um, but we do have some exciting things in the works that uh, will be released shortly. So okay, look forward well, to that. <laughs> stay tuned, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be and CFRC will be hot on the beat to announce what's happening with the upcoming announcements, as well as uh, plans. What we find out about what plans are to celebrate the uh, winners for this year, as well as last year too. So, anything else to add, Sam? Uh, no, not at this time. Just would love for students to submit their nominations and I'm excited to to read them and to get to know more people on our campus who have been making incredible change. Okay. What's the deadline? The deadline is December 20th. Okay. So, so the, end, the end of the term for students. All right, folks. So put those nomination packages together and start gathering uh, those uh, letters as well. So that way they can be submitted on time. Okay, and uh, yes, go to the Queen's Rector's website in order to gather that nomination package, as well as all of uh, the information about the award itself, get a look at the past winners, and otherwise feel inspired. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us again in the virtual studio. It's always a pleasure to have you. I can't wait to have you again very soon when we get to talk about who the winners are. Yes, very excited about that. Thanks so much for hosting.